welcome back to the Live Big Podcast with me, Ananda Kate. And today we're going to actually dive into one of uh, my favorite books called Shambhala, The Sacred Path of the Warrior, and read a prayer poem from the Goddess Nest as well. So today is Wednesday, uh, it's a beautiful day, so grab a tea and let's dive in. So today we are diving into the goddess nest once again and today we are on page 67 with a prayer poem called The Way. Let the way of the heart shine through. I am but a reflection of the musical beating drum of my life and my recognition of this unity calls in one eternal heart. Love upon love, we shine into the dark. The universal heart pulses me into a divine balance of freedom. All the darkness disappears into one as I let the way of the heart shine past the line of separation. I let love reign and the entire world beats as one. Light upon light, heart upon heart, eyes upon source. My divine light embraces a new way forward. I fade into one ocean and let the way of the heart guide me towards salvation. there's a beautiful song that goes with this poem and this is what inspired this poem and it's called the way and it was sung by um one of my mentors matan who just this really moved me the way that he sang it was very emotional and the song goes like let the way of the heart let the way of the heart let the way of the heart shine through let the way of the heart let the way of the heart let the way of the heart shine through light upon light upon light all hearts beating as one love upon love upon love I sink into one let the way of the heart let the way of the heart let the way of the heart shine through it's a beautiful song so this poem really (laughs) is close to my heart 
and uh, the message is to just let your love guide you let the way of the heart shine through love upon love we shine into the dark let love reign and the entire world beats as one So today I wanted to dive into another book that I've been reading. It's called The Shambhala, The Sacred Path of the Warrior. And um, this is a book that really is about what it's like to have a spiritual awakening and how to integrate it. So this is kind of like a tradition book. There's a culture in here. So there's a lot of different phrases used um, culturally and there's two paths to be to to take during a spiritual awakening and one is uh the spiritual awakening of the awareness which is what most people have had the awakening to the awareness that there is a higher power that um forgiveness is key compassion is key you know all these ideas the awakening to those ideas and the awareness of all that and also plant medicine can kind of give you a peek into the window of awareness that everything is alive everything is creation that we are one and that when you have kind of a plant medicine trip that you can start to feel that existence pulsing throughout throughout the universe but then this this book talks about the second path which is about integration and unless we're taking the messages from our awakening and our awareness and integrating them then we aren't evolving necessarily we're awakening to yes there are there's a higher power yes there's uh, different ways to act in order to be happier lighter softer or whatever that is but unless we constantly exercise those muscles unless we integrate those messages then we cannot be the awakening that the universe wishes for us and so that's why this book really resonates with me um because I really felt called to do my awakening in a really conscious way. Have I dabbled with plant medicine? Yes, I have, but only after I had uh, about 10 years of shadow work. So, I mean, I'm kind of in between on the plant medicine thing and, and actually doing conscious meditation every day because I feel like it's a lot easier for us to meditate every day. It's not a lot easier, it's hard, but it's it's quicker to integrate when we are consciously engaging in the process of awakening instead of just doing plant medicine and seeing into a window for about five hours and then coming back into the earthly realm and not really integrating those messages into our life. And the reason why we can't integrate those messages into our life from a plant medicine awakening right away is because there's no context to a plant medicine awakening. We are seeing everything at once and it overtakes us to the point where, yes, we are in complete awe of it all and it is so beautiful and amazing and that's why a lot of people love doing plant medicine because you can feel all of it at once. But just like Ram Dass says, 
When you do plant medicine, you will only ever be at the foot of your God. You will never f- know what it feels like to be God, which is exactly what you are. You are the essence of God. But when you do plant medicine, you will only be in awe of what God is because you can't contextualize it. And when you do meditation every day, every day, every day, and you're, you're taking one step further and one step further and integrating, one step further and integrating, then you have some sort of context for things when you awaken to them little by little by little by little. And in that way, you are consistently dancing with the universe and you are consistently integrating what those messages are for you because you are consistently exercising the pineal gland and your awakening and those muscles in the brain that allow you to rewire the neural pathways in the brain and ultimately open the neural pathways to the heart. And when we connect can connect the mind heart consciousness that is when we can start to integrate our experience so that's exactly what this book talks about and this is a really really great book for anybody that is looking to truly walk the path of the warrior the light warrior so i wanted to open to one of the pages and just see what comes up for us because there's so many great messages in here Um, there's a beautiful chapter called Discovering Magic and I wanted to start at the beginning of that here that's on page 103 and the beginning starts like this any perception can connect us to reality properly and fully what we see doesn't have to be pretty particularly We can appreciate anything that exists. There is some principle of magic in everything, some living quality. Something living, something real is taking place in everything. In 20th century society, the appreciation of simplicity has almost been lost. From London to Tokyo, there are problems with trying to create pleasure and comfort out of speed. The world is mechanized to such an extent that you don't even have to think. You just push a button and a computer gives you the answer. You don't have to learn to count. You press a button and a machine counts for you. Casualness has become increasingly popular because people think in terms of efficiency rather than appreciation. Why bother to wear a tie if the purpose of wearing clothes is just to cover your body? If the reason for eating food is only to fill your stomach and provide nutrition, why bother to look for the best meat, the best butter, the best vegetables? But the reality of the world is something more than the lifestyle that the 20th century world has embraced. Pleasure has been cheapened, joy has been reduced, happiness has been computerized. The goal of warriorship is to reconnect to the nowness of reality so that you can go forward without destroying simplicity, without destroying your connection to this earth. In the last chapter, we discuss the importance of nowness as a way of joining together the wisdom of the past and the challenge of the present. In this chapter, we are going to discuss how to discover the ground of nowness In order to rediscover nowness, you have to look back, back to where you came from, back to the original state. 
in this case looking back is not looking back in time going back several thousands of years it is looking back into your own mind to before history began before thinking began before thought ever occurred when you are in contact with this original ground then you are never confused by the illusions of past and future you are able to rest consciously in the nowness the way to look back and experience the state of being of the cosmic mirror is simply to relax in this case relaxation is quite different from the setting sun idea of flopping or taking time off entertaining yourself with a good vacation relaxation here refers to relaxing the mind letting go of the anxiety and concepts and depression that normally bind you the way to relax or rest the mind in nowness is through the practice of meditation In part 1 we discussed how the practice of meditation is connected to the renouncing small mindedness and personal territory. In meditation, you are neither for nor against your experience. That is, you don't praise some thoughts and condemn others, but you take an unbiased approach. You let things be as they are without judgment, and in that way, you yourself learn to be to express your existence directly non-conceptually that is the ideal state of relaxation which allows you to experience the nowness of the cosmic mirror in fact it is already the experience of the cosmic mirror if you are able to relax relax to a cloud by looking at it relax to a drop of rain and experience its genuineness you can see the unconditionality of reality which remains very simply in things that they are as they are when you are able to look at things without saying this is for me or against me i can go along with this or i cannot go along with this then you are experience experiencing the state of being of the cosmic mirror the wisdom of the cosmic mirror You may see a fly buzzing, you may see a snowflake, you may see ripples of water. You may see a black widow spider. You may see anything, but you can actually look at all of those things with simple and ordinary but appreciative perception. I'll just go a little just to end this this page here. You experience a vast realm of perceptions unfolding. There is unlimited sound, unlimited sight, unlimited taste, unlimited feeling and so on. The realm of perception is limitless. So limitless that perception itself is primordial, unthinkable, beyond thought. There are so many perceptions that they are beyond imag- imagination. There are a vast number of sounds. There are sounds that you've never heard. There are sights and colors that you've never seen. there are feelings that you have never experienced before and there are endless fields of perceptions so in the light of this shambhala the sacred path of the warrior this is this is why i say this is like a culture a cultural shift in the mind 
because the the, the path, sacred path of the warrior Shambhala is about seeing the world from a witness's standpoint so that you never get too attached to any emotion to any perception or to anything you simply can sit back and just be objective about everything and when we can be more observant and objective then we don't get sucked into any of um our perception in terms of like oh this is what i identify with or this is what i cannot identify with and in that way we can start to ride the saddle of life very easily and f- in a flow state right because a lot of us are used to <clears throat> kind of fighting against the flow of life and f- I, at times falling off the horse right because we get so uh moved by these perceptions that we have we get so attached to them and the idea of this book or this culture is that we learn to identify what it is we're attached to and then we meditate on the fact that we actually don't know anything and that perception is an illusion and so we can actually start to just witness things as they are and start to just simply ride the saddle of life side to side oh there something happened there ride it this way something happened there ride it that way and this isn't just about like stressful situations or or traumatic things that come up in life this is about even the good moments in life that come up the really exciting moments in life that come up that we try to uh reenact or make again because we're attached to the excitement of it we're attached to the feeling of it and we want to make that feeling again we need to be able to see everything with new eyes beginner's eyes an observant stance where it's like this is a new person this is a new place this is a new experience this is a new day and yes you know i have experience from the past but that doesn't necessarily it's mean that what i'm experiencing today is emulating the past what i'm experiencing today is new brand new and so when we meditate on that idea that everything is new and that we aren't aren't attached to the our perceptions of anything then we can start to see things in a really really observant way and then we can start to just be in our own state and not be rocked off of the horse or the saddle when um our perception doesn't mean expectation so that's kind of what it's talking about is being the witness to life and being when we can be the witness to life we can not be as attached to the outcome of things or be emotional emotionally attached to things um because when we are we have too much emotional investment in things or in people and experiences and we have expectations then we will constantly be disappointed and then also to step back and just see be in that beginner state of mind to see things in a more simplistic form to meditate go outside today if you can and just meditate on trees that are flowing in the wind or focus on one pine cone or like just one 
thing outside that is simply in existence and will be there like I love to look at trees because trees are so uh, solid they will be there today tomorrow the next day and they will just be there being the witness of life the wind moves they watch over the earth they don't move in a scattered way they're very centered they're very steady and they're it's almost like they're the wise teachers just anchoring and looking over the world in an observant way so we can kind of think of ourselves you know if we bring in that essence of the trees that we are the wise energy simply witnessing watching over the world from this really beautiful space of observing and and grounding um another great practice from the course of miracles that kind of connects to this idea it has a lot of lessons in it and the first couple lessons are about looking at at something as as simplistic as a chair and when we think about a chair i might have a different perception than you have of a chair because if you sat on a chair every time and the chair broke then your perception of that chair would be filled with fear right but if i sat on the chair each time and i was supported by that chair then my perception feels safe around the chair but the reality of the situation is we we both know nothing about the chair (laughs) we both know nothing about the chair so the meditation is to to stare at the chair and say i know nothing about this chair I know nothing about this chair. I know nothing about this chair. My perception of this chair is is not real. So the lessons in the Course in Miracles start with something as simple as that, training the mind to uh, rewire and unlearn perceptions that we've placed upon things and ultimately taking that idea into life. I know nothing about this person. And and so we we are learning how to take away assumption judgment and expectation in order to be the witness of life and that takes practice it doesn't just happen and so these meditations can help you walk the path of the warrior where you can simply sit and stare in awe of the world as a witness and start to integrate your experience so that you can take it into your daily life so it's a really really beautiful book in terms of Um, explaining these ideas and how they can help you um, really be in that cultural mindset that when I say cultural because a lot of people choose to walk this path and a lot of people don't and that's what it talks about in terms of like modern society is that we can either get tricked into relaxing into the minutiae and the complacency of life which we need balance in life the answer to everything is balance so we don't want to relax fully into the complacencies of life because then we won't be able to appreciate the simplicity of life yeah so i if you if you want more from this book it's called shambhala the sacred path of the warrior by chogyam trung pa (laughs) and uh this this book has really you know i think you have to pick it up at a time when you're kind of ready to integrate your experience and not just learn about 
how to awaken or how to uh, meditate. The Shambhala book is really for someone who already meditates but if you are inspired to to really dive deeper into a, a meditative space or like you're you're ready to integrate some of the awakenings that you've had the shambhala book is is really really good for somebody who's walking that path already so a lot of a lot more information in this podcast today um but ultimately the when we have awakenings um the answers that I receive every single time from my meditation is acceptance and surrender. And that the universe is consistently trying to teach us how to let go. And if you've ever done plant medicine, that's exact same, that's exact same answers you'll receive. Acceptance, surrender, let go of your need to control. Because we, as humans, we are not in control. And that's a scary thing to realize. That we are so small and insignificant in the universe. Even though we are a part of the universe, we are the same energy and same frequency as as God and creation. Same as the same frequency that's in this tree sitting beside me. But we are not in control of what happens. And acceptance and surrender of that are the ultimate answers when we are having an awakening. It's okay to let go. It's okay to accept. It's okay to surrender. And once you choose to surrender, surrender again. (laughs) All right, my loves. Well, I will be back on Friday. So have a beautiful day. And if you have any questions, please reach out to me on Facebook. My name is Ananda Kate. A-N-A-N-D-A-C-A-I-T. I'd love to hear from you and uh, learn more about your journey as well. Have a wonderful day. Namaste.